Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. It's Wednesday, September the 30th. Thanks for downloading the Kent Online podcast. And we're going to start with some news that's been breaking in Canterbury today. Several streets were cordoned off after armed police were called to reports of concern for a woman in a building. Now, officers were sent to Monastery Street at around 11.15 this morning. Ivy Lane and Longport were also closed and police were seen with their weapons trained towards a building. Our reporter, Lydia Chandler-Hicks, was there earlier. A helicopter has been circling overhead for some time now. It does appear to have left the scene, but there are still at least three armed police officers with their guns firmly trained on a property in Longport. They've closed off streets all around the area and people aren't allowed to get anywhere near, even those who, who live nearby. And There are lots of people standing around watching and it's very much an ongoing situation here, but as yet, police aren't able to tell us anything else. Well, the latest we have from police is that a woman was safely located and officers remain at the scene making inquiries. No weapons have been located at the time. Witnesses have reported seeing two people being arrested, but that's yet to be confirmed. Head to Kent Online for the very latest. Kent Online News. Next today, and Kent Online's been told there's been a 300% increase in calls about cyber stalking in Kent during lockdown. It's feared the number of people being targeted online or via social media could continue to increase as new COVID restrictions come in. Look Ahead, which runs domestic abuse services in West Kent, is starting sessions with experts in cyber security and stalking prevention. Rebecca Swain is a domestic abuse advisor. We've only got to look at the figures of young people and cybercrime to know that actually the effects are damaging to your mental health, your physical health and your well-being in general. And actually, you know, our devices are on us. They're in our pockets. So if you feel, you know, the, the perpetrator of your abuse may not be in your home, but they are in your personal space because they're still managing to to control you or to cause you abuse via your, your device, your laptop, your phone. Phone, um, you know, all, all types of electronic devices, not just on your computers, but things like trackers, um, tracking um, apps and things that, that actually, you know, could could increase the risk because someone would know your, your movements or your whereabouts. A lot of people's only link to the outside world at the moment is through a digital medium. What is the impact there when they, does that make people feel a lot more isolated at the moment? Absolutely. And and again, you know, it's it's that constant. It's that, you know, if you're being being harassed by a you know, Facebook, Instagram, um, it, you know, it's a public forum and, and actually it's it's really damaging to 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 feel attacked both in a in a way that is publicly visible, but also, you know, um, you know, hundreds hundreds of emails um it, it's harassment it's it's that constant notification in your pocket that that somebody is is causing you to you know to feel frightened to feel scared to know your business your private affairs you know um it, it's it's another way of of someone still having that control over you um and and unfortunately that can be perpetrated online we're also going to hear now from Rory Innes. He founded the Cyber Helpline in Sevenoaks. We see two different types of cyber stalker typically. One tends to be 
somebody that the individual might have known very well, so somebody they may have been in a relationship with. And that relationship might have been controlling, they might have had access to all of their online accounts, they may have placed some malicious software on their devices, and so they've got a lot of access and knowledge about the individual to be able to carry out the stalking online. The second type we see is a pure cyber stalking model where a complete stranger sees you online, becomes interested in you, that moves to becoming obsessed with you, and they start communicating with you um, at really high frequency, sometimes making threats, sometimes making romantic advances, um, but trying to use the internet to track you, find you, communicate with you, and often trying to get into a relationship with you of some kind. So what kind of um, help and advice does the centre offer to people who need to come to them, and why is it uh, why is the service needed in general? Yeah, what's great about the West Kent Cyberstalking Clinic is it's a collaboration between three organisations. The Cyber Helpline that provides cyberstalking help, the Protection Against Stalking, who are stalking experts in Kent, and Look Ahead, who have that domestic abuse experience and have provided a lot of the funding for the clinic to take place. But it's unique because you can't just solve a cyber stalking case with cyber security expertise, but you also can't just solve it with stalking expertise. The combination of a stalking expert, a cyber security expert who understands stalking, and being able to come and get that face-to-face clinic environment where you can safely talk about what's happening and get that immediate advice for a safety plan and what your options are can really help individuals access further help, um, get safe, and have a really clear plan and support for how they might deal with that stalking longer term. A Ramsgate man who coughed in a police officer's face and claimed he had coronavirus has been jailed for almost four months. 26-year-old Thomas Farley attacked four officers while being arrested following a disturbance on St Mildred's Road earlier this month. Latest figures show the coronavirus infection rate in Kent is at its highest level since June. There were 222 confirmed cases in the week to Saturday. That's a 35% increase on the previous seven days. The infection rate in Kent is still well below what it was at the height of the pandemic, though. Meantime, two more Kent schools have sent pupils home to self-isolate after confirmed cases of coronavirus. A member of admin staff has tested positive at St James the Great Academy in East Morling. 13 pupils and 16 staff members have also been told to self-isolate at Valence School in Westrum. And we've been told there's been a big increase in the number of parents per permanently removing their children from school in favour of home learning in the county. Since the start of the new term, 461 pupils have been registered for homeschooling. That's up from 262 last year. Council bosses say some parents have taken the decision as a temporary measure over coronavirus fears. Kent Online News. Now, more than three reports of online sex crimes against children have been recorded in Kent every day. The figures have been given to Kent Online as a leading charity steps up its call for tougher regulation of tech companies. The NSPCC wants the government to create what it calls world-leading laws to protect young people online. Hannah Ruchin is from the charity. We 
We know that the online world can be a lifeline for children. It's a place where they can socialise and where, where they can learn, but um, there are also risks that they face online. So that can be um, grooming or it could also be access to suicidal and self-harm content, which we know that um, algorithms of social media platforms can push your children and young people, which is obviously really concerning. And that is why um, in the six tests that we are setting out today, we are calling for um, world-leading legislation to... Uh, make sure that these social media companies are held accountable um, and can prevent avoidable harm. Because these platforms aren't designed with child safety in, mo in mind, meaning that um, they can be exposed to this content, um, like suicide and self-harm content, and they can also um, easily be, it's easy for abusers to contact large numbers of children online. And that's why we are calling for um, a duty of care for tech firms so that they protect children online, and also for a regulator with the online harms bill um, to make sure that we can avoid um, this harm that children are facing online. There are calls for dangerous parking outside schools in Kent to be treated as antisocial as drink driving. The Dartford Council leader, Jeremy Kite, believes more needs to be done to tackle the problem, which he says is playing Russian roulette with young people's lives. It comes after concerns about heavy traffic and poor parking outside Wilmington schools. Now, there's been a big rise in the number of fatal crashes in Kent meantime as we start driving more again after lockdown. 13 people were killed on the county's roads in August. That's up from seven in the same month last year. More than 50 motorists have been arrested for things like drink and drug driving and 170 have been stopped as part of a week-long operation this month to raise awareness of road safety. Controversial plans to open a community housing centre to support ex-offenders just metres away from a primary school in Margate have been given the go-ahead. Council bosses have approved the setup of Legion House in St John's Road, which will also offer emergency beds for homeless people. It comes after concerns it could affect parents and residents, with it being opposite Holy Trinity. But the head teacher there says they've been told security measures will be in place. We told you about this on yesterday's podcast. A Kent MP is calling on the government to bring rail fares into the 21st century by introducing flexible season tickets. Well, Greg Clark says action needs to be taken now to adapt the system to our change in commuting habits. And this is what he had to say in the Commons quite late last night. My constituents in Tunbridge Wells, High Brooms and Paddockwood, if they take a southeastern train to work in London, face the same bill of fare that they've had since the 1950s. They either have to buy a seven-day-a-week season ticket from South Eastern, or they have to buy daily tickets at the highest fare for the journey, with no discount for frequent and regular travellers. It costs over £700 more to travel three days a week than five days a week, or even seven days a week. This is a ludicrous anachronism and an outrageous injustice. Even before COVID, the pattern of working life has changed since the 1950s. Many people work less than five days a week from a workplace in a city centre. How can it be that our railways have not noticed a change that has been happening uh, for decades? People who work part-time usually earn less money than people who work full-time. So to penalise the poorest workers is a regressive policy that adds to poverty and is a barrier to work. More women than men work, or in some cases wish to work, part-time. The standard fares policy means that it costs them more to do so. And so, because pay is still not equal, women have a further obstacle to accessing good jobs and careers thrown up in front of them by a fare system that can make it too costly to take up opportunities. 
The fare structure flies in the face of the advice that the government is currently giving to curb the spread of COVID. Work from home if you can, it says. For many people, this means going into the office less and working from home more. That pattern is not supported if it's cheaper to travel five days a week than it is three days a week. It hampers our recovery from the economic consequences of COVID. The Transport Minister, Chris Heaton-Harris, says they're working actively with the rail industry to develop new proposals. Controversial plans for a super hospital in Canterbury have been described as a big waste of public money. The £500 million development would include a major emergency centre for all of East Kent, along with a 24-7 A&E department. But serious concerns have been raised about traffic and how exactly it would be built. And Medway's Dr Ranch has helped create a poem to show children support while they're at home more during the pandemic. When my bleep starts to bleep me. I'll be solid. You won't see me sob. But I'm glad I can spend my time caring for you. Keeping you safe is my job. The TV stars appeared in a video along with 40 other paediatricians, including another doctor from Medway and her three children. You can watch the full thing at kentonline.co.uk. Kent Online Sport. Cricket first and Kent Zach Crawley has been awarded his first central test contract with England. County teammate Joe Denley misses out though. And in football, Gillingham have re-signed Tom O'Connor on loan from Southampton. The 21-year-old made 32 appearances for the Jills last summer and has now joined on a season-long deal. That's it for today, but you can also subscribe to the IM News app and that will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. To do that, head along to ilifmediasubs.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.